0: I have a fun fact. Do tell. So Jordan and I have been listening slash (laughs) watching, watching mainly Seinfeld. Uh Uh-huh. And I also gave up scrolling Instagram and Twitter for lint. Okay. So when I get on Instagram, like I post my picture and get right back off, whatever. So the other night I woke up at like 2.30 a.m., which is unusual for me. I normally sleep through no problem, but my brain would not stop. So I was like... What can I do? I can't scroll the internet. not
1: allowed to scroll. I can't
0: scroll Instagram. So I decided to read the Wikipedia article on Seinfeld, Uh which I learned so many interesting things.
1: There are a lot of interesting things. I've watched through Seinfeld many, many a time, so I'm curious.
0: Okay, so one interesting thing I learned was that Tina Fey's character on 30 Rock Mm -hmm. is based on real-life Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh. Right?
1: I didn't know that. Yes. And I... I like both those shows a lot.
0: Yeah. I know that you do. And huh. the fact that you just raised your voice in Octave shows me that this was a surprise to you. Yeah, too. it was. Yeah.
1: Welcome to episode 113 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I cannot come up with a book to pair with modern vampires of the city.
0: And my name is Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
1: Oh, we got to talk about the Word of South Festival. We do! What is it?
0: Okay, so Word of South Festival is something in nearby Tallahassee, Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. My hometown where you attend, Florida State University.
1: Where I'm employed by.
0: Employed by and getting your PhD. Yeah,
1: but, the, like, attend. This is like my dad is always like, you go to Florida State. And I'm like, well, I don't go to Florida State.
0: You do. You I'm literally not, go there not, every day.
1: Well, oh, that's true. <laughs> but I'm not like an undergrad. Like I didn't go to school there. I don't have any like attachment to it. No
0: one thinks you're going to undergrad. You're too tall.
1: That's true. Anyway, let's (laughs) talk about Word of South.
0: So Word of South is a music and literature festival. And what they try to do is pair authors with musicians and have them kind of do performances and readings together. Mm -hmm. I think the concept is awesome yeah um
1: this is year three this
0: is year three and i was lucky enough to kind of be on the early stages of the planning process so it's been really fun to kind of watch it come mm-hmm. to fruition unfortunately because we are the festival's primary booksellers
1: woo-hoo, that's us um
0: we do not get to see a lot of these performances <laughs> and so it's a catch-22 so that is kind of a bummer but every year they really do pair together or bring to tallahassee some really incredible talent shovels and rope
1: this year yes shovels
0: and rope um james mcbride but got us thinking Mm -hmm. what if we paired books with albums and we tried we tried i cheated
1: oh did you look up a bunch of book and album pairings on google like i did
0: oh no i didn't use
1: any of them but i was inspired by them no
0: that would have been that would have been good Mm -hmm. but instead i was like because i was having a hard time i don't know if you were having a hard time oh yeah Like I had a list. I mean, I left
1: it till last night, but yeah. Me
0: too. Oh, no, no. To be clear, this was at 1130 last night. Good. And Jordan was like, why are we listening to Spotify right now? And I was like, um, does this sound like a book to you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was having a hard time. So I did cheat a little bit and I mostly paired authors with albums.
1: I think that's fair.
0: Okay. I'm. I mean, I was thinking of particular books. So a couple of them, I have particular titles. Good. And right. like,
1: I think that allows me to, to branch a little bit with my okay. with my parents too. So we can we can talk about that.
0: Because we haven't shared these with each other yet. Right.
1: No. This is we're going in blind. Oh boy.
0: I'm, I don't
1: think we picked any of the same books. So it's gonna be fine.
0: I'm sure not. I should preface all of this by saying part of the reason I had a hard time last night is because I was like, ugh, Chris and his musical taste. <laughs> I'm going to look like the loser. He's like, hmm, "Where can I put Dolly Parton?"
1: <laughs> Listen, I was cool in like 2010. You're cool to me. That's because we're aging millennials. And like, I was cool when I was like 20 and now like my music tastes reflect somebody who was cool in 2010.
0: I was not cool ever except my senior year of high school and I had a friend who was cool and had mm. great music tastes. And I listened to Dashboard Confessional all the time.
1: Oh, that's well, cool. Well, that
0: was cool in 2004.
1: That's true. That's true. I'm older than you. 2004. That's, 2004. Yeah. That was my freshman year of high school. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, ah what was it? Mm, i had a thought about that too um it doesn't matter let's just let's all right, just go let's go in all right what was your first pairing
0: okay my first pairing was chimamanda Ngozi adiche because mm-hmm. we've been talking about her book about to feminism yep. mm-hmm. and her other book that um, i really we love we should all be feminists which is based on a speech she did um so i thought pairing her with solange knoll's album a place at the table okay right yeah i get it okay so i know that's I mean, my my pairings are pretty obvious. Pairings.
1: Well, you didn't go with lemonade, though, and I no. think that was the obvious pairing. So you went. Yes, a I went Solange. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I really like her album Place at the Table. Okay. And some of those songs just scream the same ideas that Ediche um, is writing about. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I would pay good money to see those two on a stage together.
1: Yeah. Like, wouldn't I that bet, be incredible? I, like, I bet somebody could arrange that and it wouldn't even be difficult.
0: Right? <laughs> somebody get on this and pay me or or just let me come for free.
1: There you go. Okay. Like, I'll fly you out.
0: Do so you think a musical a talent agent or something is listening to this?
1: Uh, it's always possible.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um. Anyway, so that's my first pairing because I just... Can you imagine? I'm really into right now the conversations that people have mm-hmm. about books and literature we had mm-hmm. a really awesome event a couple of weeks ago where these five authors just had this like i just loved being kind of a fly on the wall listening to them talk mm-hmm. and that's kind of what i envision at and so and
1: much. that's our whole great books education of books talk to each other yeah right even if the authors don't necessarily intend it the ideas talk to each other so yeah i feel like that's what we're doing here today too
0: it is thanks great books <laughs>
1: Um, so speaking of, this was inspired, uh, this one was, like, kind of given to me by one of my friends, uh, six or seven years ago, but to pair The Great Gatsby with Give Up by the Postal Service, oh. they're both kind of about this, like, appearance of, 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 of splendor, appearance of nice things, um... Paired with this kind of nostalgia and pretending to be something you're not. And then this disillusionment. Mm -hmm. Um, You listen to the song, This Place is a Prison. And it's like essentially the narrative of The Great Gatsby. Um, This place is a prison. These people aren't your friends. Like it's all about how Gatsby is like making this fake life for himself and doesn't care about any of these people, but he has a very particular purpose for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it also has... This, like, haunting refrain of what does it take to get a drink in this place. Um, And it's not about, like, actual drinking. It's (laughs) about, you know, satisfaction in your life, Mm -hmm. Um, which he's not. It's super good. Yeah. Um, So, like, if we're going classic, if we're going, like, what people might call basic, then we can say (laughs) The Great Gatsby paired with The Postal Service's Give Up.
0: No, I like that. Um, Okay, so my next one is, because I was thinking about what albums I listen to and what authors I really enjoy. So Shauna Nequist, I've brought up many times. I really like and respect her because she's a faith writer, but she's not a faith writer. Mm -hmm. She writes about faith, Mm -hmm. but it's appealing, I think across the board. So she's got a great essay collection that I really love called bittersweet. Mm -hmm. Um, about obviously the bittersweet things in life and so some of the chapters are really difficult to read and some of them are really lovely Um, I adore that book and then I paired it with Ellie Holcomb's Red Sea Road so similarly Ellie Holcomb is a faith-based singer-songwriter kind of folk sounding but I feel like you could listen to it and not be a bible believing person mm-hmm. you could still just it's good music like i really like her um and the book the album is called red sea road and so it's all about um making a way in dark places and things like that and so i feel like the two again could have a really awesome stage presence together like i was just picturing what if i <clears> was in charge of Word of south you know as one does
1: you know i i would put i would put supion stevens on that ticket the seven yeah. swans album like it's like Faithy, yeah, but not really.
0: Yeah, and so I just I just, I I would love to see those types of artists together talking about faith, but really just talking about life through the lens of faith, right. kind of. Um. So I love the album Red Sea Road. It's what I listen to in the car the most right now. It's like the album I'm listening to on repeat right now. And then I thought, who? I guess I was like you. Like I had these albums that I really wanted to champion, and then I was like, what can I pair them with? And so Sean and Equest Bittersweet um, made the most sense to me. And I feel like I, again, I would pay money to hear that conversation.
1: And this is maybe where modern vampires of the city of by vampire weekend comes in. Cause it's a very honest struggle with, with faith, with Judaism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think Judaism just does that better than Christianity. <laughs> this mm-hmm. struggle with itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what Israel means, right? Yeah. It means struggle with God. Um, so that could be good yeah. too. We're going to put that in there. Yeah. Um, So speaking of struggles with (laughs) things, uh, I've heard The Myth of Sisyphus by Albert Camus. Okay. um, With two albums, both of which came out in the beginning of 2011, which was the end of my junior year in college when a bunch of my friends were leaving me um, because my friends were seniors.
0: You're always friends with older
1: people. I know. Um, The People's Key by Bright Eyes and The King is Dead by The Decembrists. Mm. Um, The People's Key I chose for this one because it directly references... The myth of sisyphus so like that's kind of cheating a little bit but like it's the last bright eyes album and i kind of think it's like a career retrospective of like wondering if all these things that they've made actually mean anything
0: mm, which is pretty much senior year of college right <laughs> right so i'm
1: like going into this and just wondering like was any of this worth it right but also like kim who's the myth of sisyphus like takes this greek myth of sisyphus the like king who's being punished in hell well in tartarus for his crimes by rolling a boulder up a hill and every day he has to do this and it rolls back down Mm -hmm. and sisyphus says like this is a great metaphor for life (laughs) Um, because everything is just kind of meaningless tasks that we have to like just do Mm -hmm. um and camus interest in sisyphus is really in the moment where he has to turn around and go back down the hill to pick up the boulder again and he says that this is what life is like. We have to just face the fact that some things are meaningless and absurd. And once we will admit that these things like don't have inherent meaning, we can be free. Yeah. Um, and I think both these albums respond to that by saying, like, yeah, but not everything. We can find genuine meaning in some things. And I think both these albums have an emphasis on, like, you can't do it alone. And that's maybe what makes it meaningless for Sisyphus, that he has to do it by himself.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Um, the Bright Eyes album begins with a song that says, um, here it comes, that heavy love, We're never, I'm never going to move it alone. Um, the December album, December's album starts with a song called Don't Carry It All that says, you must bear your brother's burden within reason. And it's all about helping each other and building community, and it was also, an important thing. Yeah. Um, leaving junior year and into senior year, where I had to find all new friends. Yeah. Um, which was a different and difficult time.
0: Oh, I knew you would be good at this.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is kind of my job. <laughs> this, um, is, this is essentially building a sil- syllabus. Yeah.
0: There you go. Okay. So, my next one was um, JD Vance and Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. And pairing it with um, I'm with Her. So, this is a. This is a folksy-sounding girl band. Okay. Um, and they are touring right now. I was trying to look up who they were touring with because um, I found... I was thinking Nickel Creek at first, okay. but they no longer exist. Right.
1: I mean, but, you could pair
0: it with albums. Right, but and we, Chris
1: Thiele does everything now
0: so he yes so he has started a new kind of band and he's now touring Mm -hmm. with this band or this group Mm -hmm. and i'm with her they're all touring together and i listen to some of like just their collaborations and stuff and it's amazing right
1: well everything he does is gold yes
0: and so i thought oh that would be so cool and um i'm with her has this really beautiful song called crossing muddy waters Mm -hmm. and it just was so reminiscent of just some of the things that JD Vance talks about, about where he grew up and, and it's geography, but also its personality and its culture. And, um, anyway, so that was the one where I was like, I literally have in my notes, Dolly Parton question mark. And then I was like, no, must channel Chris. And so I was like, who is obscure? Go
1: aging hipster.
0: (laughs) So anyway, though, that was my next pairing. That works. I thought so. Yeah again all of these things are things i feel like oh i would like i would pay money to go hear those things together
1: albums rooted in place yes Um, this is one that i i um had on my rough draft of this post-it note um that i took off but i'll put it in now because i think it's a good follow-up to that the suburbs by arcade fire i think is a follow-up to literally any coming-of-age novel Um, Because it's all about, like, revisiting home as an adult and seeing how small everything is. Okay. And, like, how was this out for our whole world? And also, it meant so much at the time.
0: Ooh, I think I would like that.
1: Yeah. It's super good. Um, People compare it to Springsteen, but I go, "Mm, I don't like Springsteen. And I really hate admitting that to people. (laughs) There are, like, three songs that I really like. And everybody's like, but you have to like Springsteen. You at least like Nebraska. And I'm like... (laughs) I like that one song from Nebraska. I like Atlantic City and that's it. It's my like my like oh, music person's confession. confession. Like I don't care for Springsteen. I
0: feel like I meet a lot of people who don't though. Yeah, but well, among like among
1: my cast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> people
1: are <laughs> angry about that opinion. Um, so anyway, let me move on to, to the one that I actually had prepared here was Brave New World. I'm going with oh, classics God, you again. Love that book. I do love that book. I teach it as often as I can. I'm teaching an excerpt from it on Monday. Everything's going to be great. But I paired it with Childish Gambino's because of the internet. <laughs> uh, because I contain multitudes. Um, I think they're both kind of confrontations of the modern age. Um, uh, Gambino's album, obviously, is from like 2013, 2014. I think one of those. Um, so that's different from Huxley, who's writing in the 20s. But I think they both cover so many of the same themes which is again disillusionment why mm, why is that my theme what, uh, <laughs> what? i'm shocked shocking. so shocking um but this idea of like finding some kind of meaning in the modern world um and searching for that connection that makes it all worth it okay and both of them like being not sure about the status of that existence at the end. Yeah,
0: I like it because I feel like your pairing, your pairings, make a lot of sense in terms of content. Like
1: I'm trying to do themes. Yeah, yeah. themes
0: are really good, and mine are more like mm, this artist and this artist together. No,
1: but I I like that. No, it's good. They're it's, doing different things with it.
0: It's good. Uh, okay, so my next pairing is Wiley Cash, okay. who writes Southern Gothic fiction. Okay. Um, this a uh, land more kind than home. I think is. I think is his most recent novel. Anyway, I paired him with Bird Talker and their kind of EP, um, Just This. Okay. Uh, I love them. I lis- I wanted to make sure I did this right, so I listened to them on the way here, because I was like, did I pair this with the right book? <laughs> um, because their songs are a lot about, um, one of their songs is about leaving what's heavy behind. Um, one of the, the their songs is about shaking, it, the chorus is like shake your grave clothes off. Like I just like this idea of moving forward and trying to press on, which I think is a theme in a lot of Southern Gothic literature. Uh-huh. Like um, just just move forward, keep going. Um, and so I thought, again, that that would just be, I just love their music so much. But I I do think a lot of albums and books are rooted in place and to pair them with a non-Southern writer seemed silly. Like, I right. had a couple of non-Southern writers that I was like, oh, that would be fun. And then I was like, but no, like, they wouldn't get it. Like, I, Bird Talker is very Southern to me, and Wiley Cash is a North Carolinian. Like, it just makes sense to me to pair Southerners together because there's something so unique about us. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like you really would need an artist and an album that really meshes well with an author. Southern literature is very different. So, anyway, that's my...
1: That's good. Um, this one I had a hard time pairing with an album, so I paired it with a movie instead. Okay. Um, which, like, Word of South is about, like, pairing media. It's not That's necessarily, right. like... That's fine. It's a music and arts festival, right? Right. Like, so sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this. Um, <laughs> but The Secret History by okay. Donna Tartt and Ooh. Black Swan
0: oh yeah yeah that's unusual but i like it well
1: i think they're both in conversation with um nietzsche's birth of tragedy okay um where he talks about like ancient greek art um and how it's all about this tension between the apollonian and the dionysian the apollonian is like order and rules and meter and making things that make sense and the dionysian is about passion and about emotion and about just doing it and doesn't have to make sense And like, in The Secret History, this is the impetus for the whole plot, Mm -hmm. that they're kind of studying these classics and studying that whole concept, Nietzsche as classicist. But Black Swan is all about this woman learning to let go Mm -hmm. and just let the art move through her. But then at the end, it's like, that last line, I'll say the last line, I mean, no, there's a statute of limitations on spoilers, that movie is at least five years old. She says, it was perfect. Um, because, like...
0: Oh well, that movie is intense. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, but it's, like...
0: But so does that You book. think
1: she's been giving in to the Dionysian, just letting it move through her, and she's, like, dissociating, and this is like, she becomes these two different people, but at the end you realize it was all, like, part of her own, like, ordering process yeah. and structuring for it, and she hasn't actually learned anything at all. Yeah. It's super good. It's
0: really good. That movie is more than five years old, if you haven't seen it.
1: Right. You should... Like, I saw that in college. I want to say, like, maybe 2010. Yeah. Uh, so yeah no no spoiler warning for you (laughs) uh i only have one more so you go ahead
0: okay yeah i've got two more um okay i the other album i'm listening to on repeat right now is leon bridges coming home Mm -hmm. i just how did i discover him um oh this is going to make me sound just like a aging, millennial, white, basic female. That's fine. <sighs> it's fine. I discovered him on Big Little Lies. <laughs> okay. um, so, Big Little Lies, the HBO miniseries. I, the song was kind of playing in the background, and I felt like it was something familiar that I had heard before, and then I looked him up, and I was not super familiar with him. But he's like this 26-year-old guy from Texas, and he sounds like the music my parents listened to. And so I just love... I love oldies music. Mm -hmm. Like, I love... By oldies, I mean, like, 50s, 60s. Stuff my parents, my dad and mom, just adore that kind of music. And um, Leon Bridges sounds like old soul to me. And so this one felt kind of like cheating because James McBride is going to be in Tallahassee for Word of South. I don't know who... I think he's actually bringing his own band. Um, But James McBride has written several incredible memoirs and novels. I think good Lord bird was up for the national book award. It may have won one year. Um, but his most recent book is about James Brown and American soul music. And I kept thinking, who could I pair Leon Bridges with? Because I just feel like his music is so unique. Um, but you would really want to pair him with somebody who would do him justice. And I thought, Oh, James McBride who understands and just did all this research on American soul, the two of them together. Ah, I think it'd be (laughs) amazing. Um, and I'm really jealous because Leon Bridges is not touring, but he is going to be at Jazz Fest this year. And we used to go every year mm. before the bookshelf, mm. before...
1: Before you had things to do. Yes.
0: <laughs> when life was simple.
1: <laughs> things to do and books to sell.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was one of mine.
1: Um, and then my last one, and like, this one's different from the rest. It's a little conceptual, not themes, but structure. Okay. Um, David Mitchell's Cloud Atlas, okay. um, which I still think you should read. Okay. Um, and Fleetwood Mac's Rumors.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. So, like, the whole thing behind Rumors is that like the band essentially hated each other at that point in their career. Each song was like written by an individual member, and they only collaborated in terms of songwriting on one song in on the album. Mm. Um, but then you listen to the album and it's perfect.
0: So cool. It's yeah. one of the
1: best albums ever written. Um, And it is so cohesive and it's this idea of these like individual parts that like on paper shouldn't work together They come together to form this amazing whole Which is the whole conceit behind cloud atlas that it's this nested novel. It's like six different Novellas and you get half of each one which then the other half is like slightly Hinted at in the like following piece and then you get this like one novella in the middle and then it's, I can't even describe it. It's very hard to describe, but it's all about this kind of uh, cohesion of of the soul, really. It's all these people and places that show up in different time periods, some of which are fictional um, in this kind of reincarnation kind of way. Um, the movie doesn't do it justice, although I think the movie is actually pretty good.
0: It got panned.
1: Everybody hated it. I think it's really not as bad as everybody says, but okay. the book, it doesn't compare to the book, right. obviously. Um, the book is incredible. Everybody should read that. And that's, that, that's what I got.
0: Okay. My last one is weird, but I kept, I've been listening to, um, John Mayer's EPs that he's put out. I guess he's getting ready to release like a whole album, mm-hmm. but so far I think it's like two EPs and they're just like three songs a piece or something. Anyway, In Search of Everything is the name of them. And I've been listening to those and I was like, what? Again, I just heard, I kept... I don't listen to a ton of music because I listen to podcasts and books, but I've been listening to a few albums. And so that was one where I was like, what could I pair this with? And then I finally decided I would pair that with Emma Straub and hmm. modern, um, lovers okay. and yeah. the vacationers, but that modern lovers sense. in particular, um, modern lovers. One of her, um, one of her characters is like, uh, I think there's a group of musicians and that's kind of what the book revolves around is these musicians who have grown up. So like they met in college and now they're like in their forties and they're raising children and one of them has kind of made it big. And anyway, that is a great book if you haven't read it yet. And I feel like it'll be out in paperback soon. Cause I think it came out last summer. Um, so modern lovers. And then I just thought Emma Straub and John Mayer <laughs> on a stage together. I feel like, I want to see that.
1: I feel like you could subtitle most of his discography, Modern Lovers.
0: Yes, that's what I thought. So, anyway, I just feel like I was listening to Emoji of a Wave, I think is the name of it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I need to put this somewhere. And then it hit me like he's, because yeah, he's writing about modern love and like leaving people behind, <laughs> but then fine anyway. And I thought, oh, well, I think that would go perfectly with
1: Emma Straub. And apparently being terrible in real life.
0: Yes, but that's why I want him on a stage with Emma Straub, mm. who is wonderful. I feel like, <laughs> let's see that happen. Let's talk
1: about the Dionysian and Apollonian. Let's there. see. <laughs>
0: let's see some sparks fly. Like, I literally am rubbing my fingers together like i'm so excited like a curtain villain yes um so yeah i thought oh that would be intense like every all my other pairings i feel like the people would totally get along Mm -hmm. but then i love this idea of skeezy john mayer and then wonderful emma Straub. anyway that's my pairing (laughs) these were fun yeah i like that a lot you know who would like this those guys, those guys from Audible Discernment. Those guys from
1: Audible Discernment,
0: <laughs> from many moons ago when we did that episode together, that
1: crossover episode. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, guys, if you're listening.
0: Yeah, we like this idea. We think you would too.
1: This one's for you, and uh, we think you should do a follow up, or you do the same thing.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Pair records with books.
0: Oh, they probably. Well, I won't speak for you, but they would probably be better than. Able oh, they
1: they pick better records than we did. <laughs> um, more classic. Probably. Yeah. They.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I'm just, the language of music, I just, I love listening to music and I, I love the feeling that I get when I listen to music, but I can't wax philosophical about music. Right. Um, and I, I'm
1: kind of out of the game mostly paid attention to lyrics yeah. when I was really into music anyway.
0: Yeah. So there, so our friends at the podcast, Audible Discernment, maybe, maybe they'll do this too.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Um, so, before we end today's episode, we just wanted to, A, thank you for all of your iTunes reviews. We checked right before we started recording, and?
1: We have hit 100. Like,
0: exactly 100. I think I'm about, I'm going to screenshot it and send it to my mom. (laughs) She won't know what that means at all, but (laughs) it'll be nice. Um, so, thank you, thank you for that. And then, B, we posted a lot on Instagram about some new swag, (laughs) stuff we all get, Michael Scott.
1: We have some bookshelf branded things Yeah. that you may be interested in. Well,
0: silly me, sometimes as a business owner, I'm like one step behind because we posted to Instagram about like this special coffee that our friends at Grassroots, a local coffee shop, roasted for us. And then we've been posting about our new spring t-shirts and baseball caps. And we keep getting comments on our Instagram like, hey, are these available online?
1: And they haven't been.
0: And I responded, why, yes, tomorrow they will be. So so they are available now Good. Um, On our in our online store. Uh, that is bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. And you can click. Swag. Swag. I can't tell if Chris really likes the fact that I named it Swag. I don't
1: love it. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's your thing.
0: <laughs> We're going with it. Because every time I just go, Swag, stuff we all get. From, Whereas I office. think of
1: rapper Lil B, most of whose songs have Swag swag whoop in the background and it's great and one time I recorded a like parody of that for my friend's radio show
0: well see then this should be delightful swag yeah should bring back only happy memories oh you. it
1: does I'm just like not sure you're on the same wavelength as Lil b as Lil b I
0: am Lil b practically
1: actually I would believe that <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres anyway um So Please check out our online store if you would like a t-shirt or a baseball cap or even a pound of unground coffee. It's ground. It is ground. Yes. Never mind. It's ground coffee, (laughs) Um, which means like get it soon because that's only good for like a few weeks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Let us know. Uh, by going to the shop and placing an order.
0: <laughs> yes, please do. You can also, as usual, find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website, again, bookshelfthomasil.com. And
1: we have had some people ask about if the podcast will be available on Stitcher. I am looking into that. I think that's something we can easily do, but I have not actually confirmed that. Um, so uh, look out for that.
0: We're working soon. on it.
1: We are working on it. Uh, as always, check us out on our social media, too see what's happening behind the scenes at the store um, on Twitter and on Instagram and on Litzy, um, which is a thing that I did not know about until a couple weeks ago. Um, We are at Bookshelf t Yeah,
0: thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will see you next week.